0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following share. Really, really appreciated what a chizuk for lima Torah in the, in the middle of the summer right before school starts. Um, we are honored to have Rabbi Kayla share for really just a day. I know the community keeps on asking, when are we going to get him for Shabbos? So rest assured, my son's bar mitzvah uh, is by vayigash. So... He hasn't fully committed, but we looked at each other, and I'm sure that that's what that means. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, it's really, it's a treat for us to have Rabbi Kaelish. I think this is his fifth year coming to our school, and uh, this year we decided to uh, let everybody, Baruch Hashem, have the opportunity to hear from Rabbi Kalish. He needs new introduction. He's Rabbi Kalish. Yeah. Anyways, he's dedicated his life to, to Am Yisrael, to B'nai Yisrael, to raising Talmidim, and uh, we're old... Uh, Haverim from uh, 25, how many years is this word right now? 24 years. So 24 years, and even before that, actually. So it's, uh, it's a tremendous uh, honor to have Rabbi Kalish again. And please, everybody, we hope you enjoy.
1: I want to thank everybody for coming on a weekday night. Like Rabbi Wilk said, I feel very, very comfortable here. I'm talking to many, many old friends, David, Daniel, many, many people, Avi, people, Mayor, people I know for many years. I feel very comfortable here. I want to start really just saying why I love the school, this precious school, Maimonides, and why I appreciate the There are many reasons, but I want to say in a kudah, that I appreciate about Rabbi Wilk and his wife. They're incredible people. But I want to talk about them for a minute and the school and a specific point. There's no industry, there's no cure of school. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. If you take a school, we're warm. Like people serve different things. This school's very into science. This one does math. We're the warm school. We're nice to kids. I think that's, that's baloney. And if the question of a school's warmth is only one question to me, if a place is warm, it's the same thing with Kirov. I don't look at somebody says, I'm into Kirov. The only question, they're into Kirov, are they Mekariv, their wife, the wife to the husband, their, their children, their neighbors? Warm, if you're a warm person, if, you're, if a staff, if the staff are warm to each other, it can extend to the students of the school. If, if we're close, if we're caring so we can extend it and share it. A school is a warm school when the rebellion, when the teachers, when the moros are warm to each other, then it's a warm school. This side of that, I don't buy in. You're not a warm school. And students see truth. They see what's true. What I like, what I love, one point of this amazing school, I'm I've had the opportunity for five years to come to the school before the students are there. And the teachers like each other. There's a camaraderie, a friendship. That's a legit warm place. The teachers love each other. They're warm to each other. They encourage. A teacher spoke today, said an incredible, remarkable story. She said, here I'm safe being me. She, a teacher, feels acceptance in that school. That's a warm environment. When something, when there's kirov, if a husband's makar of his wife, she's makar of him, then you could say you're in kirov, and you extend it to maybe neighbors and friends. There's no like professional kirov out there. If you're of your daughter, you're of your son, you could also, why shouldn't it extend to the neighbor or another Jew? We're all very, very close and very far. I don't know how to describe who's karov, who's rachaik. Kirov is when a group of people pull close. So you extend it to all around, that's Kirov. Warmth, you warm to each other. I love this place that there's warmth. The Wilk Mishpachos of me. Mi. Today they wind and die me. They took care, of their amazing people. I love being around them. And everybody, their children, their friends, their neighbors, and everybody gets the same treatment. There's a family that I know of. There's a family that I know of that are known as Big McCarvin. I always loved them. My Oma, one of the heroes of my life. My oma was an incredible, incredible person. She resides in Iluma, today, an incredible human being who at sixteen lost her parents, lost her siblings, the Nazis, Yamashim, took them away. She was a heroic figure in my life, my grandmother. When my grandmother was at a very advanced age this family of Mikarvim used to have different shiurim in their house, they treated her like a million bucks, that's Kiruv, their Mikarvim they were Mikarv a 94 year old Sadekis and their Mikarv, their Kiruv extends that's Kiruv and that's, that's what I have a tremendous affinity to the Wilkes, I love them They are people who bring people close, who encourage, who are warm. It extends to the youth, it extends to adults, it extends to all ages, all kinds. There's a sincerity and authenticity to their warmth, to their caring, to their constructing. Whoever, all of us as friends get the same warmth and the same treatment this school, this incredible school, I can attest the teachers are good to each other. They enjoy, they kibitz and they joke in a beautiful way. I have a friend who took over a school recently. He said the first thing he's going to do, the first thing is he wants his Rebbeim to like each other more. He wants them to be into each other. The first move, he has to think of events and ways where, where, where I have the schos of teaching, we're best friends to teach, we love each other. My kids grow up, they're literally family to the other rebbeim. We celebrate each kid, my kids get a better jump shot, all the other rebbeim are happy. One of their children learns to drive a car, we're all celebrating. There's a closeness, an honest closeness. That's the only world that I believe that a school is a warm school. That's warmth. There's honest and legitimate and sincere warmth. There's a Satmar yeshiva that comes to our yeshiva a few times a year now, and they drive up. I met them a whole wild story. The first time they asked me to run something for this yeshiva, and i have gotten close to the Satmar community, so I said I'll only do it if I could bring 50 waterbury guys. So first they went back, they came back, we don't know. So they ended up saying if there are no videos, they'll let. They don't want to get in trouble back in Williamsburg. Today, they come to yeshiva. They don't care if their videos or not. And we sit in yeshiva. They show up a few times. Always Hanukkah time. Fifty satmer chsidim come, and they sit with fifty Durham kids. And we sit as one. We're brothers. Warmth is warmth. Kiruv is kiruv. Love is love. When it's not, it's not selective to... It's not selective. A yid is a yid is a yid. That a yid. A yid is a yid. That... That nekuda, that a yid, all yids are appreciated, are celebrated, are valued. A yid is a yid. The Wilks, to me, represent that they're people who unify and bring together. There's no types. They don't know types of yid. I'm a from yid, not a. From, there's no. You can't be more than a yid. There's no from yid. Secular yid is is, is ridiculous. A from I don't know what a from yid is. A yid, a yid you can't. A yid. It's, is, is there? Is there, a, is, there a, is there a secular Shabbos? Shabbos is Shabbos. Shabbos by its essence is kaidish I don't know two types of Shabbos. There's no like holy Shabbos and mundane Shabbos. That's stupid. It's just Shabbos kaidish There's no secular and from Yidd. There's no such thing. I don't know what that means. They're yidin. They're yidin. There's a Yid. From the Am HaShem, there's a Yid. A Yid is kaidish by its essence. A Yid. They are people, the Wilkes are incredible people who live this ideal. To everybody, I got treated today. I come every year. The warmth, the love, the care is wild. I wish my wife was here. She couldn't be here this year. But I want her, she loves the Wilkes as well. And the treatment, the warmth that they exude to their friends is incredible. There's a there's a Gemara that I appreciate a lot. The Gemara says that one of the, the Roman Empire, Niran Kesa, this, this Roman general at the time, came to attack Yerushalayim. And he wanted to know, does Hashem want him to attack? He was afraid. So he shoots an arrow one direction, it goes to Yerushalayim. The other direction, Yerushalayim. The other, any direction he shoots the arrow, it goes to Yerushalayim. So he's very convinced that Hashem wants him to attack Yerushalayim. Clearly Hashem is displeased with the behavior of Yedin so he asks a kid this was a method that he said to a kid tell me your pasuk I like in learning I want every single person to connect to Torah you know sometimes somebody tells you a vert and you're excited they said a vert it matters what the vert is I like when somebody has a favorite pasuk an idea that resonates and they used to ask somebody tell me your pasuk A yid has his pasuk. What are you excited about today? What pasuk is energizing? So this Roman general said to a Jewish kid, tell me your pasuk. To me it's my dream that any yid you should start. What's your pasuk these days? That's like pasuk. Every month you should have the pasuk of the month. A mishnah, pasuk, a thought. What's your pasuk? What's your Pasuk? What, what energizes you? What captures you? What gets you excited today? So the Roman general says to a Jewish kid, tell me your Pasuk. Psaik psukecha. And the kid says that anybody who starts up the Jewish people, I will avenge. I will avenge. So that's confusing. The arrows any direction miraculously got to Yerushalayim. What's your Pasuk? Anybody who starts up with my people, I will avenge. I love my children. And he runs off and is Megayar. He becomes a convert. And what, what, what moved him so? What did he convert? Just confusing messages. And it's clear to me that he converted. He understood Hashem loves us. It's clear to me that he understood Hashem's into us. And it's not negotiable. A yid is a yid is a yid. Yes, we've sinned. Yes, we might need an einish. Yes, we might be distant. But the child said, his pasach said, my relationship and love is unchanged. And he ran and he was Megayur. And the Gemarion Gittin tells us that his descendant was none other than Reb Meir. Reb Meir, the great Reb Meir. It's no wonder that in Kadushan there's a machleik as Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda. And you know what Reb Meir holds? Yisro laf pishachot, pishachat a ben Hashem a son is a son is a son it's not related to our behaviors we're not more our son when my kids behave they're not more my child when they misbehave a son is a son is a son and Rehmeyer is the one who brought that light to the world and of course its root was where he became a Yid from his generations became a Yid seeing that a son is a son is a son that's the light that Rehmeyer brought to the world so I appreciate being by your family, by the world of Mishpacha who brings this light to the world. I've been very curious. You talk about psikli Tell me your pasuk. I I have a lot of friends here. We have Jim and I, Baruch Hashem, we've developed a phone friendship, and through his children, I've become close, very very close to the family. A mazel tov. He just married off his son Ilan, just finished shavu'rahchas. they fresh off shavu'rahchas, so. I've been thinking a lot in this last period, in this last, I would say, two years. Prayer has gotten, has any, it's not a cheddar, but prayer has made me very, very curious. Prayer is fascinating, it's odd, it's unusual. We walk up to God and we, like, basically tell him, How do you pray? Are we tantruming? What's the language of prayer? It, it's, I'm very curious about prayer. My son, Yaakov, was talking about the energy of prayer. He said, if somebody's jumping on you, like, get off of me, get off. That's a certain energy, get off of me. He said, when somebody is sick, don't pray to Hashem, get off of me. There is such a form of prayer, it's called tzaka. Get off, get off. But the problem is that Hashem loves you. And the real form of prayer is, I know you love me, I just don't want this anymore. And I know you want good for me and going forward. The form of prayer is not Hashem's on our team. You're not tantruming against. He's our teammate. And what was till now we needed, it. But stop it now. Somehow, and I'm interested and curious about prayer. And prayer is very unusual that a human being gets up and Hashem wants us to say how we think things should be. And the basic thing that appears to me in prayer and I have many proofs to this, to what prayer is, but I want to share it, and our, this conversation is a lot about parenting. I'd like to share with a word of the Ishbitzer that I think is life-changing. I've told Reb Jim this word. I'm contemplating this word for about a year now, and I think it's, it's not a cute word. I actually think it's a life-changing concept. And the Ishbitzer said like this, the pasuk says that Yitzchak Avinu loves Esav. Yitzchak yheves Esav. Yitzchak loves Esav. This oddity—he has a son who, the Gemara Chazal, Gemara and in Kedushin Yotzes, a Yisrael Mumar. He's a sinning Jew. So he has a son who's a Russia. Chazal label him a Russia. And Yitzchak, the great tzaddik Yitzchak, Yitzchak have in the present tense, not in the past tense. He loves Esav. A Pasuk in the Torah. now loves means in my Abba today, it doesn't say he loved. He loves, I have a to say it, right? he loves Esav. Now, the, the Pasuk says, Kitzayid B'fiv. Rashi says that who was tricking? That Esav was a trickster. And Esav tricked, that's how Rashi says, Kitzayid B'fiv. Esav had tricked the Aviv. The Ishbitzer has a different pshat. He's not arguing on Rashi. It works even with Rashi. He is saying another deeper level of the Torah, and the Ishbitzer says something. I think that's game changing. That's life changing. Says the Ishbitzer, Yitzchak loves Asab, Kitzayid befiv, not Asab tricked and ensnared Yitzchak. befiv, Yitzchak is trapping God, Kaviyachol. Amazing to say this. He's trapping Hashem. He loves Esav and he's forcing Kaviyachol Hashem's hands. That's what it means. How is he forcing God's hands? He's praying. He is my son and I love my son. He's not giving me nachas. He's not going all my dreams. He's not living them. He's much different than anything I picture. I love my son. A son is a son is a son. He's trapping Hashem Kaviyachl. The deepest, most profound prayer, a parent loves a child. Till today we are saved from that beautiful prayer of Yitzchak Avinu. God, a parent loves a child. We are your children, Hashem. Now when I first saw, saw the Ishbitzer. So if you don't let Tyra change you, you take you and you change Tyra. That's a big mistake. <laughs> so what I did is I got like the, I took only what I knew. So I thought like like Yitzhak, like while he did this, he was like praying. Okay, I'm gonna love my son. It's not what he's saying, Dijutzer. It's not learning Tyra the way Tyre is supposed to be learned. It wasn't like he was good and he was like offering a prayer. That's if you don't understand prayer, you take what you know and you switch Torah. But I'd rather take Torah and switch my brain. Prayer is that all of us have a peace, have a neshama, that's selim eloi kim mamish, that's a peace of God. When we share with Hashem, when we pray, I have a friend that just for a year and a half, they're incredible people whose house is open, they've helped, so many. Every week there's an In Shabbos and Yeshiva. They're there. They're such beautiful people. The wife got sick for a year and a half because of infection, dangers of an infection. Their house was completely off. Not a soul can walk in their house. She couldn't go anywhere for a year and a half in and out of hospitals. When we prayed, when anybody who loves them prayed for her, it didn't make sense to us she should be better that perspective that this person who's so gentle and kind and giving to others should not be isolated from people. Who gave me that understanding? Hashem. That's the neshama inside of me that perceives it as such. I am not arguing with Hashem. I'm actually coming from the Tzelum Elokim and bringing out my perspective to the world. You count and I count and anybody you know counts. And prayer is bring out what you feel, what you see. Bring out from the deepest place inside of you, and Hashem through that brings bracha to the world. Through that expression of your soul, through that deep, profound rachmanus that comes from God Himself. In prayer, the way I view prayer when I hear this ishbitzer is what prayer is, is. My wife is a very organized person. Sometimes on her cell phone she'll send a text to herself. Not sure how it works, but she'll send messages on her smartphone to self. Prayer is when returning, Hashem sends a text to himself through me and you. And we are supposed to bring out that will of Hashem and then he sends blessing to the world. That's what prayer is. Bring out. Yitzhak Avinu's most profound prayer of his life. He wasn't praying while he did this. Prayer imitates this. Prayer is this. Yitzhak Avinu loved Esau. He found it deep in him, the fatherly love of a son. In the deepest form of prayer, he brought out his soul that a father loves his son. The most profound prayer of his life. He loved Esau and loves Esau. And that prayer, that profound prayer was the deepest expression of Yitzchak Avinu's essence and the children, God's children are protected till today because he brought out a massive energy of a father loves a son. A friend of mine in Munsi, a beautiful family in Munsi, the Friedman Mishpach, incredible people. They just lost a daughter who was a special needs daughter and they took care of her incredibly for years and years and years the love they poured into this, other people taking vacations, This they were would, they would taking care of their daughter. And the love they poured, I think it's one of the most profound prayers of our generation. A prayer that parents, a mother, loves her daughter. A father loves, not in return, not a good way of getting nachas, not a machine to get, no. The beautiful, untainted, unfiltered, a love of a parent to a child. What a powerful, the prayer, literally one of the most powerful prayers of our generation, Sayyid Befib, Kavi snaring ensnaring Hashem. Of course, what Hashem wants. Bringing out this profound prayer a parent loves a child. There's a place in Eretz Yisrael called Yadav Shalom. Yadav Shalom is a place that. That nobody prays him. Avshalom was an evil guy who tried to kill his dad. Not a very good son. Tried to kill his father. He chased his father to kill him. I can't say come imagine that with me. I can't imagine that. I won't I won't put a son to that picture. That's crazy. Chased his father to kill him. And famously, Davin HaMelech Davin eight times, B'ni, my son, and he prayed for Avshalom, deep prayers that Avshalom should be brought to Ilm Abba. And nobody prays by Yad Avshalom. I don't believe anybody here. We don't know what it is, why it... I, is anybody here? Is there one person who would say, I pray there? I don't think Jews pray by Yad Shalom. except for Reb Chaim Shmulev, It's the great mirror, Rosh Hashiva. It is known that on more than one occasion he went to pray there. People said, what pray tell are you doing? You're praying by Yad Shalom? And he prayed there. He told his student. I don't know if they overheard him praying or he said to a student. I pray there. A father said I love my son and brought to the world that point that a father loves his son. And I say to Hashem, we're your children, Hashem. Were your children. Were your children. So I want to say the opportunity, the deepest prayer of our life when we tap in and have patience and understanding and, and, and find the deep that deep place inside of us, dad, that deep place inside of us, mom, that loves, that loves unconditionally, that's patient, that's understanding every single parent prays for their kid. Right Wilk and I were talking, we were sharing, we catch up once. See, we were talking. We were speaking about our prayers. And all of us, our prayer is the very private place where we're busy with the things most important in our lives. It would be very interesting if we each got to experience each other's prayers. We would find out how much space we take on somebody else's mind. Do you pray for me? Do I pray for you? Prayer, pillow machshava. The word lespalal means thought. Every parent... The prayers are dominated with the dreams of our children. We all pray for our children. Shedochim for our children, good health for our children, a good life for our children, growth, Yerashamayim, eternity, we're all praying for our children. So we relay a prayer to our children. The deepest prayer of our life, more than any Shemayim, if we cry like a baby, the deepest prayer the Ishpitzer is saying, is when we are patient with our child. You just prayed. The best prayer, I don't care if you dab in Yom Kippur 10 hours. You never said a better prayer for your child than when you unleash, I love, he's my kid, she's my daughter, she's my daughter and I love her. You unleash, you bring for yourself, for your children and for our whole people with the children of Hashem. And a parent cares about their child. The deepest prayer ever we can give for our child and for ourselves and for our spouses and for our neighbors and for our entire people and for the world is a parent loves the child. That's my child. That's my child. We unleash that. That's the deepest place inside of us. We're bringing out to the world the most profound prayer. So that was my first point I wanted to make I don't know if we need an incentive. I'm just saying the truth of what happens. When we can be patient and understanding and believing and encouraging, when it's not even going the exact way we want, it's not a hechatimsa, It's not a way, a different system to get better behavior, to bring out more nachas. No, no, no. No, no, no. The simple mitzeos, the simple fact that it's my child, it's a piece of me, When we bring that out, we unleash to the world something profound, something very, very profound, that a dad loves his child. It's the deepest prayer of our life. So I wanted to share that prayer, that idea of prayer for us all. I think it changes what we understand prayer is. I believe prayer is bringing out anybody who ever prayed. I'm a Met fan. And I grappled. Should I pray that the Mets win? <laughs> Prezel's that davening for a Nace. <laughs> is, is, that, is that worthwhile? And anybody who's any yid has grappled in their life, should I pray the business deal, the this? And you grapple what you pray, what you don't pray. The Wolfpack are playing a game. Should I daven? They win? Do I even want? Is that the point? Of course, I want to win. I'm competitive. And we've all grappled what yes to pray, and I don't know the answers to those questions. Those are deep, those are complex, and we each answer it in our own way, in our own relationship to God. But I want to say that that grappling of what I pray is so cool because that's what prayer is. Bring out the, deep, the deepness inside of us. That's what prayer is. Bring out what's deeply there, what's truthfully there. Bring it out to the world. So when we're grappling, should I pray? You know what I end up asking myself? The Wolf Pack are playing a game. My son plays point guard. I always T4 and say that. So you're thinking, you're thinking to yourself, I want them to win badly. Then I say, why do I want? Because I want my son to feel like a million bucks. I want the guys to feel like winners. It's so One second, they can win and feel terrible. They lost their temper on the court. They fought amongst each other, so maybe just pray what you really want. They all should feel like a million bucks. It brings out, prayer brings this out of us. You ask, what am I really asking for? What's the deepest want? And that's what prayer is. You're bringing out your essence, the deepest and most honest places. The deepest prayer any of us can ever give in my life that I believe is my child. Say, eventually my child a deep prayer. When we exercise patience and love and understanding and respect and appreciation, you're bringing out the deepest things inside of ourselves. What a prayer. Earth-shattering prayer. So I wanted to share that to start. In the Torah, there are five girls who come to Hashem. It's an interesting story, those five girls... My father, my father is somebody who is very, very attached to Tyra in a very deep way. He learns his whole life. He he came from a from a less of a learning background and attached to Tyra. And he has sat and learned for 65 years very, very seriously. And he thinks in Tyra and thinks about Tyra. And he says to my mother one night. That the five B'nai Slavchat I'd never met a Noah in my life. One of the B'nai Slavchat's name is Noah. He said, I'd never met a Noah. I, I'm a Met fan, so I know Noah Syndergaard. My father clearly doesn't. But he said, I never met a Noah in my life. A lady named Noah. So he says to my mom one night, the next day, I was making in Waterbury. I had just moved there 24 years ago. And my father was making a Hashas and I asked him if I could make the Hashas for him. I can make the party. And he agreed the party was in Waterbury. And we made a party, a ha-shas. And a lady from the community came who had never been to a ha-shas in her life, a wonderful lady, and her name was Noah. And the night before, he said, I never met a Noah. And that day, he met a Noah. So Tzlovchad has five daughters, one of them Noah. And the five daughters, say Tashet, come to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they fight for Nachlas Yisuf they are no sons, and they want the land of their father. Now, for anybody who has experience with Tyra, the Tyra is eternal. The Tyra is not what was, it's what is. The Tyra is eternal. I promise there are no psukhim about real estate grabs. There's no such thing. no, that's not, Tyra is. what's Anything you study is talking to you as you are now. Any verse we learn is saying ever relevant, ever important. And anybody who reads those words, all of us dream that our kids grab on and plead for We want the things that are precious and valuable to us, that our kids should hold on and fight for. That's our dreams, all of us. And these five girls go to Moshe Rabbeinu, and they make a stand, an epic stand we want our father's inheritance we want the peace of Eretz's throne I'd have to say it's the dream of any human being to have five children like that who's craving that which is precious to you dad that which is eternal to our people it says if you don't teach a Yid Torah, you're a thief if you're elitist You say, not him, we're for the better boys. We're for the stronger girls. So it says you're a thief, you're a robber. You're a ganiv. But you're not just a thief. A thief's a pretty bad thing to be called. If you tell a yid, you can't learn here. You tell a girl, no, you can't study, you're a robber. Because they're entitled to Torah. It belongs to the Jewish people. Thank you for coming here, You're a robber if you don't teach somebody Torah. But not just a robber, you didn't just steal. You know, you could steal something that's low, but imagine you steal something that's a family heirloom. This is like generations. I was Zaycha. I was Zaycha at a chasma recently. They brought a kais out, and it was a kais from the Yiddar kodesh. They had a kais from the Yiddar kodesh. They had a kais at the chasma. So I was, the, I, I was a fishier, I got to hold the kais, you don't drink from the kais when you're, you look a little bit, not such manners. You make agafen, then you don't really drink, the and kala drink. So you do is you tip over a little and you lick your hand. It's not such manners, but you do get your hand a over and then you try to taste a little because <laughs> you did make agafen. But the bottom line is, is the chasn. it's not appropriate to drink from the kais because the chasne is a melech, the and kala are kings and queens and it wouldn't be appropriate to drink from their cup you do is you spill a little on your hand you give the chasim, everybody's distracted with the chasim, you give a little <laughs> that's what you do so the bottom line is I didn't get to drink out of the Yirak case, and I've become very chasidic I was drinking from that case bottom line is they break the glass, Mazel Tov, everybody's jumping around and I'm eyeing the whole time that case I didn't drink that, I spilled some wine, but I'm drinking from the Yirak Kodesh's case bottom line is I work my way to crowd everybody piles in I hug the chas and I was excited for a simcha but I still was drinking from that case and I make my way to where they put the case and I reach out for the case and a family member grabs it it's a family heirloom that nobody's touched I was so frustrated, but I convinced them and they let me have a drink from that case. <laughs> they grabbed it. It's a family heirloom. Nobody's touching the Yira Kodish's case. But I was drinking from that. The bottom line is I negotiate. I forgot what I agreed to. I don't remember anyway. I might have given my house, my clothing, I don't know. What, but i drink- I got a drink from that case. But they were very protective, that's valuable to the family. If you don't teach a yitari, you didn't just steal, you stole the Yira Kardashian's case that which the family for generation guards. I can't describe how careful that guy was that it wasn't out of his sight. Literally, right at the hook that he grabbed it and ran. They protect that in the family. Somebody holds it. They let it go at chasmas. That's the most valuable possession in that family. They guard it with their lives. And if you don't teach a Yid Tairi, you're a thief. You stall that which belongs. That which every single Yid has a right, has, has a simple right, has a deep, deep right for that, for that, for that, for that item. So all of us dream, Nahla HaVaisov means that which is precious in our family. And these five girls made a stance for Nahla HaVaisov. We're not letting go of our family heirloom, of Tyra, of eternity, everything that's precious for our nation for generations. All of us dream to have such a child. So when I read these pzachim about these five girls, I decided who in the world's their father. I need to find out who's their father, who's their mother. Their mother is important to me, but I'll never be that type of mother. That's my wife's job. I want to be that type of father. So I asked myself, these girls, that's my dream for my daughter, I have sons. That's my dream for my children. So let me do a little research into this dad. This is the all-time dad. His children are craving Nachla Havaisov. So I'm going to get a little cue. The Torah teaches me about five such girls and says they made a stance for Nachla Havaisov. I'm going to study right there. So I do a little research. This father must be incredible. And this father was none other than Slavchad, who the Gemara tells us was the Makayshish 8th was Mikhailil Shabbos, before Hesia publicly, and was killed for desecrating Shabbos Kedesh.
0: So that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm like, uh, now I'm really hitting a dead end. Did you ever have the frustration, I Wilk? Did you ever have? We dream for our children to be Tzadikim. Now, Rai Wilk's prayers are coming true. All his children are amazing. My own children. My wife's an amazing person. We're having the nachas, Baruch Hashem, that we crave, Baruch Hashem. But did it ever happen that you see parents who actually don't care if their kids grow and shteg, or at least aren't in touch with the fact that they care, and they seem to have amazing kids? And it's almost like annoying. (laughs) What's the deal with Slavchad? What's the deal? The guy's mechallel Shabbos, desecrate Shabbos publicly. Is killed for it, and he has the five dream daughters of the Torah who crave Nachla Savisa, who want that which is precious to all the generations, the earlier generations. <coughs> What's the secret to such a, a father who seems so far? So we need to study a little more Torah. And when you dig a little deeper, the Gemara tells us about Slavchad that he was Lashem Shemaim, that he gave up his life Lashem Shemaim. And what happened was there were many Yidn who felt once we couldn't enter Eretz Yisrael we were no longer had to keep Shabbos Kiddush or any other mitzvah and he gave up his life to teach the Jewish nation that we still have to keep Shabbos we still have the opportunity of closeness to Hashem and L'shem Shamayim, for the sake of heaven he died for the cause now the Marsha asked, are you allowed to do that? be Shabbos, get killed. So the Mashah tells us a secret that it wasn't really Chilel Shabbos. It's what's called the Malacha Shein Sarech Legufa. He did the Malacha, not for the Malacha's sake, but to teach Klausel. It was Mutter. It's Asr with the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan weren't Geiza yet. It was Mutter what he did. Slavchad was a Sadak. He was killed because Bezdins doesn't know the Mashah of a person. The Mashah says he has to be eliminated. He didn't do any Averis. In Shul, he wasn't very popular at tzlovchot. His reputation was very, very flawed. Do you know what was? L'Shem Shemayim. He was true. He was true. He didn't do what was popular. He did what's true. Tzlovchot gave up his life for what was true. It's not a kiddish to me. The deepest places of us go to our children. You know, to outsiders you get to speak. Did you ever go to Bar Mitzvah? I... I I I like realness, I don't like pretend. Did you ever see like a father like speak to his son, it's like very awkward, son, come here. Dear son, it's like very uncomfortable. I see it every week. (laughs) It's like, knock it off, I'm not making fun. Any fathers did it, you're cool. I'm not making fun, maybe I am making fun, but either way, there's such a thing, it's cute. But any parent knows, any mother and father knows, to those that closest to us, you don't give a speech. Your essence is what goes to our children. The essence is what goes to our spouses. You you speak to foreigners. In yeshiva, I don't give speeches. You just are. You are and he is, and we impact each other by our essence. You don't get to speak. When you're distant, you come, you give a speech. When you're close to somebody, you just are, and who you are is what the next person learns from. We don't speak to our children. You can give a speech, it's cute, very cute, it's fun, it looks cool, but what you really tell your children is who you are. And that's how we talk to those closest to us. By our essence, by our very essence. And the deepest way to give over to our kids is to attach deeply to things. Slavchad wasn't about how it, we all care what people say. We all were human and Hashem created us to care what people think. We're human. We care what people think. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's the way Hashem made us. There are very good elements to it. In many ways, you're mechuyev to care what people think. I've observed if somebody has a cup of a drink, and drinks, they have to tell the crowd, "I already made a shackle." They're not insecure. So let's say you don't think I'm so frum. So what? Like, oh gosh, let them. know I'm very frum. I make brachas You're so insecure. So maybe you don't make brachas You're so insecure. But your la'alacha nikiyah me'yisro, it's an obligation, it's a ch'iyav daraisa, to be innocent in people's eyes that people should understand you. Your M'choyev, your mitzvah, that people should understand you. And as such, you have to tell people, I made a brahma already. You have to. So we care what people think, we're part of society. It's healthy to care what people think. But when it shackles you from doing what's true, when your whole relationship to your child is born from insecurity, what are the neighbors gonna say? Oh my gosh, I want everybody wants to go to shul and all his kids surround him and all her children look exactly like her. We all want that. And people say, wow, what a mom, what a dad. We want that. But deeper than all of that, there are truths. There are things that are deeper. And Slav had all his daughters craved that which was precious to him because he was L'Shem Shemayim, because he was true. He did the act, he was not well spoken of in Shul. Tzadikim didn't speak lashon Hara, but they didn't think good thoughts. He was killed for Chil Shabbos. He was killed as a Russia. Unbeknownst to anybody in the door, just the Torahs, megala the Said, that he was a Tzadik. who was completely L'Shem Shemayim and wasn't even really Mechal Shabbos but the one people that will eternally change his children. Because what goes most deeply into our children, the deepest things, is that which is true by us, that which is sincere, that which is authentic. When we plug into something true, it goes to our children. And our own jobs, we have many things we're afraid, one of the neighbors going to want this one, reputation, all different things that when we're honest matter to us. But when we push past a lot of shallow things and we get to places of intense truth, of deep and true things, in that place is the deepest part of ourselves that goes to our children. That continues on. It's deeply in us and it goes. Rev Tzaddik Akain from Lublin says that our children are our deepest secrets. If you want to know the deepest secrets of a person, look at their kids. That's Rev writes. And the secret of a love who all his kids were were craving is obvious to me. Because Slavchad was L'Shem Shemayim, he did what was true. He didn't take polls amongst the neighbors, and he did what he felt was honest and true and real. And that and that deep place. And it's no wonder to me that his kids crave And our biggest. Secret in Chinuch, the biggest secret is to grab onto that which is true, sincerity, or authenticity. To find the things that resonate by us in our Vaydis Hashem, to grab it, to live it, to be true to it. shame Shemayim, for the sake of heaven. That which for the sake of heaven, not get to shul. This doesn't <laughs> look good for me. It's not to do how it looks. Today's generation, we come from a generation. Where people showed up, you just did it. I come from that generation. You just did it. You plow through. They were wonderful. They paved the road that all of us walk on. Today's generation doesn't buy in. Kids can miss Shachris and Shabbos. And our generation, I don't, you just don't do that. You just don't do it. Just be like me. Just fake and just stand there and chuckle. They don't do that today's generation. And there was a value to us who just faked. There was value there was value, we carved out a path. Today a kid wants to experience, wants to connect to it. They won't go along, they're going to miss chakras, even on Shabbos sometimes. And today's generation is begging that they want to connect in a deep, deep, meaningful, profound way, understand it, understand it. And the job today is to be tzlovcha, l'shem to be authentic, to be deeply true to something To find our own fire, our own passion, our own deep connection to it. My son asked me a week ago. I got to learn, I don't get to learn tons, and I got to learn this summer with one of my children. And my son asked me, do you miss sitting and learning? A good question, I like Tyra, and there is an aspect that I miss. But I told him that I feel more connected to learning than any point in my life. I feel a deeper connection to Tyra. I'm not not counting hours, I'm not counting blood. I have a deeper relationship to Torah today than I've ever had in my life. And we're trying to connect, and something should mean, in that place that we connect to Torah, it's hard to connect to prayer, very, but in the place that we can connect to prayer, certainly coming consistently is wonderful. I'm not taking that which is a mila. it's a beautiful mila. And certainly fighting certainly the connection. Many people struggle. The kiddies not being consistent. That's all I wanted from consistent. Yet today's generation wants to connect to. They want to connect. Consistency is huge. But the deepest thing is relationship too, that. That's precious. Nachwash I would die for this. I would live for this. This is mine. I want this. Today's generation is begging. A generation that's standing on the shoulders, not a better generation. It's standing on the shoulders; those that carved the path of relationship by 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 fighting, by being trucks, by just ignoring what I feel. Amazingly, amazingly, but the path's been carved. Now there's a generation that wants to be excited by. That wants a relationship too. And this task in our own chenuch of our homes. To connect. I sit Shabbos and I look at guys in yeshiva, guys I love, who I respect and appreciate. I look at a youngster and I want to hand him Shabbos. And I've asked myself, how can I hand him Shabbos? How can I hand it to him? And I've thought about it a lot and tried different things and the only answer is that I've started myself to connect to Shabbos. Shabbos means much more to me today than it has at any point in my life. In my want to hand Shabbos, I have to access Shabbos myself. I have to connect to Shabbos. I have to touch and feel and experience Shabbos. Zmiris helps a lot. My own Zmiris, a song I connect to, connect to Shabbos, feel Shabbos. The place that we connect deeply goes to our children. (laughs) Slavchav L'shem Shemayim, that goes to our children. I have very little that fires me up in Chinach as many people are in this room as Styles I couldn't give a flip my sister is a disciplinarian she's my closest all my siblings are close for my closest siblings she's very tough I'm very lenient we're different every single person here has a different theory in henna doesn't it? like it's boring to me it doesn't matter be mechanic as you are one condition there's only one thing that fires me up what fires me up it's a Gamar and the Gemara Gitendafnunzain. The Gumara, thanks for million Daniel. Thank you, thank you, Daniel. The Gemara in Gitindapnun Zayin, The Gemara says that Issi ben Yehuda was counting, was relating the praises of the Chachamim. And he said on Reb Yehuda that he's smart when he wants to be. What does that mean? He's Chacham like a shiirtsa. He's smart when he wants. That's like a strange praise. I'm trying to think, David, you go to PTA and the teacher says on your daughter, she's smart when she wants to be. What are you thinking? (laughs) How often does she want? I think that's what you say on a troublemaker. If he wanted to be smart, he could be. (laughs) Smart when he wants to be? Does he usually want? Very odd praise. And the Maritz Chiyos says, Pshat, that when we have bad midas, we can't access our wisdom. We can't access our wisdom when we have bad midas. If we're angry, jealous, anxious, if any type of bad midas is blocking our path, it blocks our wisdom. The deepest place, we are, you and I are souls, holy fiery souls. When we get to a place of good midas, we can access our wisdom. Rabbi Yehud is smart when he wants to be means he always had good midas. So his wisdom was always accessible. That's the only thing that fires me up in Chinuch, that it should come from a deep place inside of us. The deep places inside of us are beautiful. We can hand that to our children. That's the deepest wisdom we have in our life. We can hand that to our children. There's a Gemara, a very fascinating Gemara. The Gemara says, it's a Mishnah in Avais, and it says, HaMachleikas L'Shem Shamaim is if you argue for the sake of heaven, the Machlechus continues. She'en l'shem shamayim, it's not say for game. In any shul, in any every single shul in the world, there are two, I'm going to oversimplify, there are two people, they're the, they're the structured on-time people. They always want shachris early, 7.30. I say it a little salty, because I might not be that type of guy. I won't tell you. <laughs> But they they want like an early shacharist. It should start on time, zero talking and no frills. The chazin, God forbid, sings an extra song. It's a certain type. And then you have the Lucys who want shacharist nine ish, nine thirty ten. They want you know the chazan could sing a little extra. And, you, know, it's, you know, there's a certain type. Both those people are extremely necessary in every shul. I would never want to go to a shul without both types of people. And the Machleik is L'Shem Shemayim, that brings out your essence, your being true. The organized guy, that's his soul and he's supposed to bring that to the world. That's his prayer, that's his essence. It's beautiful to bring that to the world. The warmth, the loose, the encouraging one is supposed to bring back that to the world and they're supposed to work together. If they argue L'shem Shemayim, they're bringing forth profoundly them, it will stay forever. They'll merit a debate for years to come, and in Olam Haba, the debate will continue. When somebody's not L'shem Shemayim, you are not an expression of you. Kairach does not continue to say what Kairach held, because it was not a deep expression of him. It was just me Reis. It was just bad character. Find the Place that's the deepest expression of you. Be Mechanic any way you want, and don't ask anybody, it's you. You have the children, you know how to be Mechanic them. I respect parents to the end of the world, they have the answers for their children. Because Hashem gave them these children. Just be Mechanic from a place of truth. Be Mechanic from the place that's the deepest version of you. Not from anger, not from what the neighbors are going to say, not from insecurity. From the place of the deepest you. The deepest you is forever, is an expression of your soul. Be mechanech from that place. If you're more structured and organized, your chinuch will look as such. Wonderful, That's that's your expression that you're bringing out to the world of godliness. Excellent. And if you're a different type, bring that out just from a place of good midos, I'm very passionate about that. Chinuch should not come from other places, from other poles. And we all know how to call ourselves out. I was just angry, frustrated, insecure. Those are places that is no place for in Chinuch. So what I'm passionate about in Chinuch is Chinuch from a place deep within. That's what goes, Slavchad L'Shem the scaven. The deepest place inside of Tslavkhad is how he lived his how he built this home. All his children were passionate servants of Hashem and wanted Nachlas Avaisov. If we can be Mechanic and run a home from the deep places inside of us, from beautiful, deep and profound places, that goes directly. So we have to access our own deep places inside of us, authentic, sincere. Real and that, of course, goes to our children. That's what continues to our children. I wanted to conclude on this We started out on the on the deep prayer of being patient and kind and understanding of our children. The deepest prayer of our life for our children, for us all. We continue that when it's l'shem shemayim, when it's real, it goes to our children. So I want to say that that each of us have our own unique light that we bring to the world. Our children have our own unique light that they bring to the world. Our job is not to put anything in them. They have a beautiful soul and a beautiful light. Our job is to nurture, to help bring it out, to help it develop, to encourage enough that the light comes out. People have tremendous, anybody involved in Chinuch, 150 guys are showing up Monday night. I don't, there's nobody has to be made anything. They have to be nurtured and allowed to access tremendous things inside. We have a unique light, each of us, to bring out to the world. I want to describe what Shalom is. I think there's a lot of distortion, Shalom bias. The main thing in Chenach, the main backdrop, the main thing necessary that empowers our children, that nurtures, is a peaceful home, a home of Shalom. The external view, I'm not going to go into proofs, though there are many proofs to this. The word Shalom means peace. The word Shalom also means whole. It means whole and it means peace. I'd like to explain why whole and peace are the same thing. I'd like to explain why whole and peace are the same thing. To give that explanation, I'm going to say something that if I say it in yeshiva, guys would start throwing tomatoes just because you said it so many times, but... To talk about Lashon Kaidish this has to be understood. This is not a chair. This is not a. Well, I I don't know what that is. That's not a ceiling. This is not a jacket. When I say jacket, we all picture this as a way of communication. There's nothing about this that's a jacket. It's just when I say jacket to talk, we make up words, chair. So we all picture that. There's nothing about that that's a C-H-I-A-I-R. Nothing about it that's that. We say chair, we picture that. When we call it a kisei, it's not a way to refer to it. and is different than any other language. That is a kisei. If you know what the letters are, it is I am not a dad. We say dad, we picture one who has a son. I am an av. I am an aleph. Av is an aleph who had a base. One who became two, that's an av. I am an av, it's essence. This is a yad. It's not a way to call this. If you know what a yud is and a dalad is, this is a yad. That's what it is. It's a yad. You'll find in words crazy stuff. A yad is a dalad and a yud. Anybody who's a basketball player knows that if you hurt any one of these four fingers, you keep playing. You just tape it up and you're good to go. Rev Jim, you and your sons all know this. You should never hurt your fingers. Any ball player has had finger problems. You tape it. You can see this pinky. You tape it to the next one and you keep playing that very same date. There's one finger that's a different kind of dude, the thumb. The thumb you don't tape to another finger. It's a different function. your Dalet is the hand, the four and the little yud. And the very letter is spelled similar. your Dalet is 14. There are 14 knuckles in the hand. There's endless Chachman, and Kodesh, because it's not a way to refer to this. This is a Yad. L'halacha, that's recognized halach, if you read the McGill in English, you are absolutely yitzah. You're allowed to read in English. But if you're a Frenchman and you read in English, you don't understand English, you're not yitzah. The reason being, you said gibberish. If you say chair and you don't know what you're referring to, you said nothing. If you're reading Lashon Kodesh and you don't understand your yitsa, because if I say say I said that, whether I know what I said or not. If I said Yad, I said this. It has nothing to do with my understanding. This is a Yad. If you say the word Yad, you said it. If you read the Megillah in Lashon Kaidish, you read the Megillah. It has nothing to do with your understanding. If you said it in English, you only said something in as much as you understand it, because it's not a chair. It's only a chair, if when you say chair, you picture that. So that's the Allah. In Lashon Kaidish, if the word peace and the word whole is the same thing, then they're exactly the same thing, peace and whole. They're exactly the same thing. Now, anybody would spiritually the same thing because they're both Shin Lam and men. They're the same thing. Now, why peace and whole is the same would make sense. Two people are not fighting. So, in some way, whole, they're together. It's interesting that peace. I want to tell you a much deeper thing why peace and whole are the same. I have seen environments, I have seen couples who don't fight and they have zero Shalom bias. A guy was describing to me his boss and his boss is a very mean-spirited person and he just gives in to his boss. There is no shalom in that company. They don't fight. That's not what shalom is. Shalom is when everybody gets to express. Hashem in this world reveals himself through every single person here, through all of us. Things are shalom, are whole when every single person is allowed to express the godliness that's inside of them. That's a complete picture of Hashem. To deny one yid is to have an incomplete picture of godliness because one piece of Hashem is not expressing itself. Shalom is whole and it's peace. It's the deepest understanding of peace. I know couples that argue that there's a lot of shalom. They deeply respect each other. And as such argue, by the way, because each one, there's a vibrant, healthy, beautiful, two views, two types, and it's healthy and robust that two different people. Each one is allowed to express their godliness. That's shalom, that's, that's whole, and that's peace. And shalom means that each person, there's room here. There's room for each one's unique expression. There's room there. That's shalom, that's shalom bayis. And in our homes, there has to be room for all of our children. There's a Mishnah in Avais. It says, yeah, A house should be very wide open. There are homes that are very narrow. It has nothing to do with the size of the yard or the house. It's narrow because there's not so much room for so many types. How much room for how many types? As many people as there are in the home, there has to be room for. The husband, the wife, the, the children. Each one is unique uniqueness has to be, and there's room for them. There's room for this unique person to shine. We have to study and allow. It's difficult. I remember as a youngster, Rai Wilk and I were in Yeshiva, and a man came from Israel to Yeshiva. I believe Rai Wilk was there, and he spoke. And I, At that point, I had two young children under the age of five. And he said he had a daughter who's the opposite of him and he described it in detail. And I felt so badly for him. It's like daughters not like him. I was like picturing it. And what would I do if my kid didn't like sports or something? Like, like <laughs> oh my gosh, this must be impossible. He was describing in great detail his daughter who was different than him. And he go on. We were all young. I so I'm so curious if he would come back and now we have children of our own. We would look at him like like, hello? Like, every human being on earth? Like, our kids have uniqueness. Yes, they are deepest thoughts. They have deep, profound things from us. And they have their own unique soul to bring out to the world. And, and to say you, have, you struggle with a child being diff, different than us, our job in our lives is each of our children we're supposed to have and there's supposed to be room for it. There's supposed to be room for each child. The unique Kiddush HaMayim, the unique aspect that they bring to the world. Somebody, It's interesting, I, I didn't get to listen to the whole podcast, and I don't know, they just a very brilliant old friend of mine, a beautiful person, came to Yeshiva, he just released the podcast maybe two days ago, and he interviewed guys in Yeshiva. I have not listened to the whole thing, but I heard some of the interviews and some of the exchanges. And he asked the kid an intelligent question. I don't know what was put on the the, the recording. But he asked the kid, one of the kids, he said, get get real, and he said to the kid. You guys are honest, guys. You're not fake here. He said, how do you fall? There's like a rabbi, he's warmer. He's like, like, get real, be cynical. What's wrong with your sharp guys? You fall for it? Like, there's warm rabbis here. Here, they hug us. He said, you fall for a hug? Are you stupid, guys? Come on. And he like, challenged the guys, honest people. And he challenged, like, what are you going for? They're better manipulators. Here they have a better way to get guys from her. And so he challenged five kids. So one of the guys, a beautiful person, he said, do you think I care? Do you think I met some rabbi and I bought into him? He said, I bought into me. That's what he told him. There's a guy used to interviewing. I promise I was in the room. The room stopped. He's a good interviewer. He's interviewed scholars and the like. It was like. He said I bought into me. That's what he told. That's what he told him. I bought into me. And all of us have to make room for our children. We don't have to. On Monday, 150 kids will come to Durham. In Maimonides on Tuesday, hundreds of children will show up. You don't. You don't teach and give and change you make room for you make room for, you allow for a person and you allow for somebody to come out, an expression a beautiful person to express I find in yeshiva when you're honest when I'm honest I find so much faith I find so much beauty I find so many crazy things, sometimes I find it together with the gay sometimes I find it I could tell you stories. I could tell you I was talking to a student involved in dangerous things in a very dangerous place. In the middle of the conversation, sometimes you sense a kid told you something important. He's a very closed person. This conversation was 3 in the morning on a Friday night. A very closed kid who I'd become very close to. And we were talking. Somehow he mentioned, he, he's a hard worker in the summer and different odd times he takes jobs. Somehow he mentioned two bank accounts. It was like totally Derek Agab to what we were, t- he mentioned two bank accounts. I don't, I sometimes, you feel something. I, you have this with a kid, somebody tells him, I thought that was important. I said, what did you just say? He said, no, 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 Like, no shame. He said, why do you have two bank I said, sorry, like, what, like knock it off? Like, excuse me? He, didn't, he was nothing to do with his story, but I felt there was something there. He said something, he talked about, he was talking about making money and bringing it to two bank accounts. That's weird, you put it in the bank. Maybe he's like so scared the bank one would be robbed. There was something to this that he has two bank accounts, not one. I sensed it was important. I pressured him. I don't love pressuring people, but I had to get the answer. After cajoling, he told me, and there's a troubled, anybody would see would say a troubled child. His mother is very, very poor. And in many ways he's estranged from his mom. Does not live with her. She is very, very distant from our community. To go into detail, she's living a different kind of lifestyle, but she's very poor. And every dollar he makes, he puts 50 cents in a bank account for mom and 50 cents for himself. He told me when it gets to X thousands of dollars, he's giving it to her. So here you meet a guy, he's troubled. He's like a holy guy. He gives 50 percent of the money he makes. He's not rich. 50% 50% to ma'am, 50% for himself there's such holiness and depth and greatness in each person our job is to uncover it, to access it, to see it and often if we could see it the person themselves can live with it and see it but that's what we're trying to do Shalom Bayis is a home where there's room for each person there's room for the husband, there's room for the wife and then there's room for all our children that's what Shalom is when we say Hashem is shalom. How can God be shalom? How can one person be shalom? If shalom means peace, I don't know how one person can be peace. But shalom means whole, and it means in God there's room for us all. Hashem is shalom. In God there's room for us all. A person of shalom means that he's willing to see the whole picture, not just what we express, but what you express, in you, and together is the shalom, is the whole picture. A world where the rigid guy allows room for the loose guy who allows room for the rigid, that's a world of shalom. There's room for you both, even as they argue whether minion should be 7.30 or 9-ish. But there's room for you both. We need both of you guys. A shul would be horrible without both of those energies. That shalom, there's room for both. So I think in our homes where we want all of our children to flourish, and the children of Kleisol to bring out the tremendous beauty that's within, we want our homes to be a place of shalom, there's room, there's room for different types, different kinds. In spouses, there's room for each other. A lot is spelled like unified fronts and these type of things. There's a place, there's such a thing much deeper than unified fronts, is room for two. Any healthy institution has different opinions. It's a much more robust company. There's like different voices are allowed here. There are many meetings. I'm sure we could ask people that run companies. I know in meetings in Yeshiva, if there's not a good argument, it was a fake meeting. Yeah, yeah. We just went through it. A healthy debate, and we've had healthy debates, where one Rebbe says, "I, I feel you're neglecting this. Another argues, people have different perspectives. Those are good meetings. That's Shalom. A good, healthy, and there was room for both room for both viewpoints. I think our homes have to be spacious, beautiful homes, where there's room for each other, room for all our children. And the dream home that we all have as we build our dream homes is Yerushalayim, Hashem's dream home. And there, nidche Yisrael Yichanes, there's room for all. That's the essence of Eretz Yisrael, there's room for all. There's room for all. Anybody who ever has been to Eretz Yisrael, I love that place. And anybody who's been there, anybody who's ever been there, it's a little confusing. You come from here, there's tensions. There are different people and different viewpoints. Today it's gullus, it's Hester upon him, it looks so ugly. <coughs> there's such debate. But in a deep way, it's the most beautiful thing of Eretz Yisroh. Now it will become fully, and it will become Gul and fully revealed Hashem. The deep divides won't be gone, they'll just be respected. There's room. There's a world. There's such different opinions. You go there, you're like overwhelmed. You're like this peaceful American. You come with like a variety friend. The people are looking. Your friends. Yeah, we grew up together. You go there. It's like it's like it's the beauty of Eretz Yisrael because here all are welcome. Here division is allowed, but 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 it's not gula yet. It's just short because we have to respect each other. Powerful. We should have powerful opinions, but deeper respect. There has to be room for where. Gula will come, and Gula will be when nidchei Yisrael Yechanes. Here all are welcome. Here all are wanted. That will be, that is not, brings the Gula that is Gula, because that's a full expression of godliness. We're missing a piece. It's not a sign of Gulus that is Gulus. That's the Hester Panim. Not everything's allowed to be expressed. We're missing a piece of Hashem. It's not the cause of Galos. That is Galos. Geula is not a cause when we unify, we'll be zeichet to Geula. That is Geula. Then Hashem's presence is revealed. It's only revealed when all of us can safely bring it out. Nidche Yisrael Yichanes. When every yid is wanted and welcome and allowed to bring their expression of Kedush HaMayim, that is another name for that is Geula. Another name for that is Shalom, is wholeness, is peace. Everything is revealed. Godliness is the complete picture comes out. So our prayer, our prayer for us all is we should merit in our own homes. We want our home Shalom Be'Nayim, Shechina Be'Nayim. If they get along, the Sheen is there. Do not understand that it's just a reward. It doesn't say shalom they'll merit. It's a fact. Shalom A new understanding emerges tonight. When there's shalom, the shrine is there because it means the whole picture is there. Husband and wife each have a picture, each have an amount of godliness. When they respect each other, the full picture emerged. Beautiful. The beautiful picture of two different people each bringing kedusha HaMayim is stunning. It's stunning. It's gorgeous. All of us should merit to have homes of Shalom Be'Nayim, of respect, of appreciation, one for another. And our children, there should be room for each of their unique paths and unique journeys. Don't crush the journey. Don't change Many a person has asked me in Waterbury, I want my son to come, but be stricter on him. (laughs) I know what they're saying, but the answer's no way. The answer's no way, because what they're really saying is I want to direct it and control it. No, no, no. But he's not going to be there second Satan. Maybe not. But by the way, you'll see beautiful things, because he has a soul. So allow it. Allow for the journey. I'm not going to crush it, direct it, control it, tell it. No. No, no. I'm going to study it and learn it and celebrate it. And it's going to come out. It's going to come out. We're all unique. Bring out your kiddush mayim. In the chinuch of our own children, tap into the deepest places of self. Tzlov ha'lashem shemayim. When we're sincere or authentic and tap into deep midas, that goes deeply in our children. They see it. They absorb it, and it goes deeply in them. All of us should be zayche, to have children. And the children of Klai Yisrael should crave Nachwas HaVosa. They should crave that which is precious to us. We should all see such a world of Klai Yisrael's children, all the children of Klai Yisrael, celebrated, appreciated. We should see the beautiful picture, the gorgeous picture of each person bring their kid to Shemayim, that another name for that picture is the Gula Shalema, Meir of Yamein. Amen.